Cortez Radio is conducting an emergency communication survey, which you will find on their website. We're trying to find out what the community wants in terms of emergency communication and what CKTZ can provide. Said Cleo FM, who's in charge of this project. I think that it's a really important project. So I hope that people will take the 30 seconds time that it takes to fill out a survey and consider honestly what it is that they feel our community radio can offer them in an emergency event. Because if you look at the past unfortunate experiences of others who have been in emergency situations, community radios have been really important and have really helped to get the community linked together and get the most up-to-date information. So there'll be some surveys out at the co-op as well, paper surveys um, at the different stores on the island. And if you don't want to use paper, which is totally great, just go to the website, cortezradio.ca slash emergency, and you'll find the survey there. The survey includes questions like, do you have a battery or hand crank radio as part of your home emergency kit? How do you think Cortez Radio could best support local residents during an emergency or extreme weather situation? What information is most important to you in an emergency broadcast? The Cortez Community Radio Society was established in 2004. And Article 2G of its constitution says that one of the, that one of the station's main purposes is, quote, to establish an to establish an ongoing community radio station that can broadcast important information to the community in cooperation with emergency services, unquote. On August 29, 2017, the station signed a memorandum of understanding with the Strathcona Regional District, stating its willingness to, prov stating its willingness to provide temporary usage of the station during emergency. As, SD, as SRD Protective Services Coordinator Sean Koopman would later explain. So the Strathcona Regional District has signed a Memorandum of Understanding with the awesome folks at CKTZ 89.5 FM to serve as the Strathcona Regional District's Direct Emergency Operations Center Public Broadcasting System. Information is aid. Messaging saves lives. So to have a method for our local government to send out a message that will be broadcasted exactly as is, exactly as we ask them to send it out at a community level is an exponential aid to the residents that we're aiming to serve. After a major emergency, we're gonna be getting coverage at the national level, but what's happening at the national level is not so relevant to the people at Squirrel Cove and Manson's Landing. They want to know when aid is coming, when is power restoration going to be coming on, when are routes going to be coming available, and that information is provided at the local level. I was the president of Cortez Radio who signed that document, but the push to develop emergency communications came through Barry and Amanda Glickman. As he said, technical officer Sean Coyote explains. Barry and Amanda were pretty much our entire emergency you know, department, <laughs> and they've moved on to other things. So it kind of left a big vacuum. There wasn't really anybody kind of responsible for that side of the radio station. So 
we decided we would uh, do this survey and try and uh, interest some people and get an actual uh, emergency committee going where people are tasked to do certain things during, during an emergency because you can have all the good intention in the world, but if you don't have the people to make that happen, when the emergency happens, then <laughs> you're kind of dead in the water. In January 2018, Cortez Radio received one of the first packet radio systems in northern Vancouver Island. This gives us a direct link to the Emergency Operations Center in Campbell River and will continue to function after the grid goes down. A backup antenna was installed above the station that same day. That same year, the station received a radio in a suitcase, a compact system which, when fully operational, can broadcast over 130 kilometers. On July 19, 2019, Sean Koopman brought a team of volunteers from Campbell River and Gold River to participate in the first successful test of Radio in a Box. This is from the Cortez Currents report of that event. For about 20 minutes, CKTZ stopped broadcasting throughout 99% of its area while we performed the first successful test of Radio in a Box in front of the station at Manson's Landing. We're testing the CKTZ emergency broadcast system. Please be patient, we'll return to normal programming any moment. That was Lauren from CKTZ's eclectic selection. It was shortly after noon during Manson's Friday market. In the background of the photo I took of Lauren's broadcast, you can see Barry Glickman and Howie Roman in the Cortez radio booth. There are a number of parked cars in the picture of Alex Michaels beside the new three-tier station that he built so that we can keep our radio in the box, assembled and ready to use. A cluster of spectators assembled to watch us. Koopman muttered that he wished we'd let him know it would be market day. The first sign of success came through people listening to the radio through their cell phones. Then Sharon Johnson from Gold River reported, I was just down by the co-op and I could hear the broadcast coming over through the radio in a box. It was a little scratchy, but it came through okay. More hardware will be needed to boost the power before our radio in a box can broadcast throughout much of our current area. Though there will be dead spots, we should be able to reach much of Cortez, Quadra, and Reed Islands, as well as Campbell River. The radio in a box is at the station. It's ready to be deployed if necessary, which would be sort of an Armageddon-type situation if there was a devastating earthquake or a situation where the studio building itself has been uh, compromised or the Thunder Road antenna tower has been compromised. It's a last resort. The one big drawback of the radio in a box is it's very low-powered. It's not something that would be able to cover the whole island. Uh, we could cover Manson's Landing with it, no problem, but it's not going to come even close to replicating the coverage of the main tower. What would it take to make it um, a big player rather than a small player? We have talked about buying an amplifier for it. This is not your normal stereo amplifier. We're talking about an RF uh, radio amplifier, which takes a small power output, you know, like one or two watts from the radio in a box and amplifies it up to, you know, 80 or 90 watts, which would be enough to broadcast from the antenna in a tree once we get that project uh, up there. Sean just referred to another radio project, putting a backup antenna up a tree beside the radio station. We've had different times this winter where we were supposed to go there and uh, make that project happen. We have all the parts we need, it's just the weather has not cooperated. At this point, I have another uh, go, I think, on the 28th of this month. 
I'm meeting with the climber and if the weather is good, then he'll go up the tree and install it. So again, it's a weather thing. We have all the gear, everything's sitting in the back room at the station, but just the weather uh, has not cooperated because obviously you can't go up a tree and uh, <laughs> install antennas if it's windy or wet or uh, overly cold. One of my big questions arises from the fact CKTZ used to keep broadcasting after the grid went down. One day, it actually kept broadcasting for 14 hours, and it was usually good for at least nine. Now the radio goes down whenever the grid goes out. So what's happening? So what's happening there is actually an equipment failure. We have a battery backup system at the tower, and as you say, it normally would run for nine to 12 hours. Early this winter, we had a failure of a piece of equipment that's the inverter, which turns the 12 volt power from the battery bank into uh, 120 volt power for the tower. And the problem is that that piece of equipment is located in a very exposed location. It's in a box on top of a high bluff and it needs to be worked on while the station's on the air. So there's gonna be power going through that box. So it's basically waiting for a dry, fairly warm, not windy day um, where it can be pulled apart and hopefully repaired. And at that point, we would be back to running that nine to 12 hours when the power goes out. So it's an equipment failure that's not been able to be fixed for a number of months due to the weather. That's a little background on Cortez Radio's past emergency communication efforts. I asked Cleo, how is the survey? How's the survey coming? So we got some interesting, interesting input for sure. Some that uh... I think will be more useful than others. But we got a response from someone who had just been in a pretty serious emergency um, situation event. Someone who had been part of the Lytton response team with the big fire that happened there. He gave some pointers of what he thought would have been useful in the moment. Some people are yeah, responding with very specific requests, which is great. That's what we're looking for. Other people are responding with more vague kind of responses, so that's less helpful. So what do you hope to do with the survey? We're going to tally all of the information that we get and get a good direction in terms of what would best serve the community. And then with that, continue to get more funding in order for us to have an emergency communication setup that's, that's working and that's serving the community appropriately. I hope that we'll also get people interested in this project that want to be part of the team. We're looking for people to be, hopefully it's already existing DJs, but if it's not already existing DJs, people to be uh, able to come into the, the station 